my uh my dumb brain when I first listened and I hear I love you, I love you, I love you. Well, my mind went immediately to Elf. Oh, <laughs> I love you, I love you, I love you. I've never me. made that connection. And now I'm gonna, that's I, what I'm gonna think about we, every single time now. Thank you for this that. This is why we can't have anything nice. <laughs> Goddamn. Pocket, a podcast by Jake and Dylan. Three, two, one, clap. All right. Good. Should be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should work. All right, everybody. We're coming back at you live on election day. We got our, we got our buddy Ace here coming in to talk about some music, and uh, you know we're hoping to see a good uh, a good podcast here for you guys today. Uh, Dylan, what are your thoughts? I'm thinking that Ace is going to make a case for why Herschel Walker should win the Georgia primary <laughs> or whatever's going on right now. Nice. Keep it topical. Ace. Hey Ace, welcome to the show. Welcome Thank you for on, me, guys. Why don't you give yourself a little introduction? Tell the people who you are and why you deserve to be here. Why I deserve to be here? <laughs> well, I know everything uh, there is to know about music. So good. Since we're doing a music episode. Good stuff. Ace is the yeah. Ace is the backbone of our trivia team there's been times when we'll play trivia and ace doesn't make it but you are usually the honorary like you are always the phone a friend <laughs> it's just like we'll be sitting there and then someone will go oh ace probably knows this facetime you'll answer and then bang bingo every single time i won't always be able right. to hear you guys because the uh, guy hosting it won't <laughs> stop talking and then it's a wasted phone a friend can i get a oh yeah yeah just like for the, the 15th time yep i miss him every day <laughs> aspiring comedian <laughs> Truly. If you want to go to trivia and listen to some guy talk about his college exploits, head on down to the local. The local TV. On Thursdays. <laughs> on Thursday nights. I think it's 7 p.m. Be there. Very nice. Oh, yeah. Very. Yeah. Very I, would, nice. I would go more often if he wasn't the host, but sadly, he is. So It's fair to say that music is your strong suit, though, right? Whenever there's a music question asked. Uh, I would, Are you comfortable saying? I would say no. Probably movies, no? TV shows, history. Oh shit. That kind of stuff. Um How about literature? Literature. That's probably fifty fifty on okay. literature. Are you well read? That's probably the best out of our group. You a well read man? <laughs> uh I'm getting there. I, I uh have a big old bookshelf behind me that uh probably read like forty percent of the books on there, so it's a little bit for show, I suppose. Damn. Damn but, dude. Uh, I'm chipping away at it. Reading's good for you, man. That's why you should do it. You know what else? Oh, is, yeah. You know what else is good for you? You've been listening to the Aaron Rodgers too much lately, <laughs> huh? <laughs> He's trying to get all of us to read. I just want him to win a damn football game. Yeah, I just want him to complete a third or uh, convert a third down. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah, if you could just uh, convert on fourth down, that would be great. <laughs> you know what? I bet Aaron Rodgers does. What? Probably listen. Probably listens to music, which is why we're here. And we're going to start things off how we always start things off. Ace, I want to know I want to know what your introduction to music was like. Was it a parent, a sibling, a buddy, 
what was what was the thing what was the catalyst that began you on this beautiful journey into the world of music it was definitely my dad uh oh yeah i would say probably my parents in general but more so my dad when it comes to what i listen to today um anytime i was in the car with them whatever they had on the radio or what whatever cd they were playing that's what i listened to i never really uh they never asked for requests or anything like that so <laughs> you don't get one son so yeah my music only <laughs> and you're gonna like it but yeah anytime going to practice going to school it was whatever my dad was listening to and that was a lot of classic rock specifically the beatles a lot nice. yep and um a lot of stones doors the who there we go yeah all the sticks. classics yeah some sticks Wait, ace yeah. where did you grow up oregon right no, I, I just went to school in Oregon. I grew up in okay. L.A., specifically a little town next to Pasadena called La Cunada. La Cunada! Yes, exactly. Um, you were a high school quarterback, yeah? Nope. Did no? Not, not not a high school. Well, I mean, I played... Did you play quarterback at some point I in pl- your life? I played quarterback most of, like, Pop Warner football. And uh, then uh, I guess I did play in high school, but not like I, I only played freshman and sophomore year. Um, but then when you rush your frat, you're like, yeah, varsity starting QB. Yeah. And then it's like, so when you're like, wow. I'm going to tear it up out there. Well, hell yeah. Classic rock. Mm-hmm. Always a solid foundation. I feel like that tends to be most people's jumping off point when you got into music young, when, when the parents Especially were the ones involved. Yeah. Like when your dad is the one that's like force feeding you all the music. I think we talked about this once before. I'm not sure with which guest because we've done so many music and friends episodes now. God, but crazy. um, Just like anytime, like a song would come on, like my dad would start quizzing me. Yeah. In terms of like, ah, which artist is this? And then would like kind of hide the, you know, if the name would ever flash on the screen or whatever, he'd just like cover with his hand. But it almost got to the point where like I didn't even learn the sounds as much as I just kind of knew which which bands he really liked. So it was like I would always guess like the Who. Oh, uh, wait, there's the Who and Guess Who, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was like just Canadian those, boys. Those two. He just he loved he loved like trying to trying to get me twisted like a pretzel with that one. Do you guys Do you guys think guess like who. like that? That's the exact same thing with me and my dad. He would always quiz me. Do you guys think that that's part of? Being a dad and wearing the Nike Air <laughs> yeah. or the New Balance. That and also like trying to ingrain their musical tastes into their kids a little bit. Like really drive home. Like I want you to be paying attention to this song. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I know that's what I want to do when I have kids. Like my kids are going to have a good fucking introduction to music. Let me tell you mm-hmm. what. Yeah. Because that's, that's what my dad did. I feel like it was a lot of like diverse shit. A lot of what was it when I was younger? It was a lot of black crows, bare naked ladies, boz skags, smithereens, and then like a bunch of country when I was younger. Cause that's like all that was on the radio that we ever listened to in the car was country. Cause at the time it was either that or like early 2000s rap and hip hop. So they were like, well, this is shit. So we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna play some, some country. So you give me going on early 2000s country. You quiz me on that. Not a chance. You're dead, dude. Ace, how did your uh, listenership... So, say, 
early on, right, were listening to classic rock. Mm -hmm. And then once you had like a little bit of freedom to play your own stuff, say like once you got like an iPod touch or whatever, (laughs) whatever that, that, that huge moment might have been in your life, what did you then start listening to on your own? I remember kind of the, I mean, I had a CD player and I can't remember why, uh, but one of the neighbors on the street I lived on, lived on a street where we would like, like block parties and everything. So all the families mingled a bunch. And one of the dads at the house would make like, would make mixtapes for all the kids basically. (laughs) And yeah. And actually, your dad's got you on some trash shit. Here you go. You'll (laughs) thank me later. Check this out. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it's been so long since I've thought about those that I can't really remember what was on them. But that was kind of like kind of my only access to music outside of whatever was in the car. And then after that, when I was able to listen to things on my own, even more so was I got an iPod mini which nice. today's yes. world would think was massive, you know? <laughs> um, but the songs that were on that were just whatever my older siblings had on iTunes. I didn't have any, I didn't have any money <laughs> to buy songs or anything. So it was whatever's on there. Um, so green day became what I listened to the most. Cause my brother was a teenager during the time. He was an American idiot. He was yeah. full of uh-huh. angst uh-huh. for sure. And so, uh, Adopted that pretty quick, but beyond that, I can't, again, can't really remember what else was on, on that. It was, it was all a blur. Lost to history. Yeah. Hopefully that mm-hmm. hard drive still. <laughs> Do you guys, did you guys burn your own CDs? Do you ever remember doing that? Was that, was that uh, a thing you did? I feel like I might've done that once or twice. And like, I, I, I think I only remember it because I think I did it once and was like, wow, I did not realize I was, you know, capable of doing this, mm-hmm. like burning a CD. That was cool. But no, I don't, I don't remember that being like a regular thing for me. Yeah. I think I, I missed that like wave of piracy. Um, yeah. I, I remember my brother referencing burned CDs all the time. And I was like, oh, at some point I'm going to have to know how to do that. Otherwise <laughs> I'm going to have to pay for all my music, but then it just became how else am i gonna get into the party yeah (laughs) i I wasn't doing it illegally but like a camp was a summer camp that i went to like we would like bring in cds to play in the like van while we were going places and be like i put i put i put this together if we could if we could play it It has a lot of good songs on it all appropriate of course but dude the, the thrill slipping in the cd waiting about 30 minutes for it to all finish. Fuck. Mace, did you ever have a car of your own, like say in high school, that you were able to drive and then listen to your own music? <laughs> As one does <laughs> in a car. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did. Yeah, I drove. It's going to sound way. I mean, it was a cool car, but it was run down as hell. It was a 72 Mustang. Yo. That sounds like a cool car. Was it run down? As it was been in good shape, down right? As hell. <laughs> oh, dang it. Um, it broke broke down on me all the time and its gas gauge was all kinds of jacked up so i never knew <laughs> never knew how much gas i actually had <laughs> but that sound system but that's it actually did have a, like whoever had it before us put in a really modern sound system so it actually oh hell some, yeah that's some good so speakers. let me guess you listen to green day huh mm-hmm. just <laughs> only green day yeah on your well, brother's burn cds well once once i was in high school i was kind of as i was thinking about my musical listenership over the years. I was trying to think of what was, what I was listening to in high school. 
And it was a lot more of what's what was popular during those years. I really like don't think I don't think I paid much attention to music in high school. I would there was a lot of killers for sure because I had nice. seen them one year and that was one of the first concerts that I like specifically went to. Um Arctic Monkeys, Black Keys. Right kind of on, man. Yeah. But I think I have I didn't I didn't look through it before this, but I I think I have a couple playlists still on my Spotify from that time. So if I'm sure if I would scroll through it, I'd be like, what the fuck? Was I even <laughs> thinking with some of this stuff? What was I listening to? Yeah. I made I remember making playlists on Spotify, but it was before I didn't really like think to like curate a playlist. So I would literally just take all of the songs I liked from an artist. Like my Spotify, there's old, old ass playlists on my computer of like Arctic Monkeys and Bony Bear and Black Keys and all these people, but it's literally just the their entire discography, mm-hmm. just in, like in one fucking folder. Yeah, I I think in my I took that even a step further. It wasn't exclusive to just music in these playlists. I'd have like comedy albums in there, so <laughs> like yeah. on shuffle, I would get Daniel Tosh. Yeah, I'd get some Tosh in there, and I'd be like, oh, whatever, you know, a so. fun little you know a tone shift. Yeah. 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 Very nice. I definitely I definitely had that on my iTunes like, mm-hmm. at some point. Like like Daniel Tosh's opening, you know. Like, cause they, they would, they would do those comedy albums in like seven minute portions. And so like, I don't really remember it ending on like a specific joke where it's like bang and then into the next one. Like as if it was topical, it was just like San Francisco. Great <laughs> to be here. And then just, I love it. I had, I had several albums on my phone that I would listen to time and again. Dylan and I sometimes bus rides to games, listen to some fucking <laughs> some Louis CK, Louis CK <laughs> on the way over there. <laughs> Pre- Jack off scandal when well, America probably, still probably in the midst of it. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably in the midst of it. <laughs> Before we were like in the, the the height of his jacking off. Because <laughs> unfortunately, like after all that came out, it was like I think I went back and watched one of his stand up specials, and I was like, damn, so much of his humor is like just jacking off. Jacking like, off, yeah. He mentions it so many times. We should have known. <laughs> we should have seen it coming. But it's how did I miss? But that? it's funny. It was right under my nose. It was right under uh, those women's noses, too, I think. True. Yeah. It was in their ears yeah. over the phone. It was harmless. Aww. Dave Chappelle said it was harmless. Can't we just move on? <laughs> that means it's okay. But enough about Lucy Gay. Enough <laughs> about him. Let's bring it back to it's- today and the now. Present day. I'm getting a yeah. thumbs up from Dylan. That was clearly what he was trying to do. But yeah, tell us. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you're listening to currently. I know, I know you get into some weird shit, and I, I definitely, do. I have been introduced to some strange music through you. So I'm, I'm excited to hear <laughs> what you're gonna tell us about. Yeah, so I am basically down to listen to whatever. I don't care what kind of genre it is. If I, if I like it, I'll throw it in my, my playlist. And they're not really curated. I've never really done that. It's always um, just been like different epochs of my life. Like one year of college, that's a playlist. Year two, that's a playlist. And so these, what I have going now is like 400 some odd songs. And it's just whenever I hear something, I just toss it in there. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a massive like radio station basically that I can shuffle through. And so I just keep my ears open for anything that I like remotely. And if I don't, 
have someone next to me so I can ask what it is. I'll Shazam it and toss it in there. But yeah, there's in the playlist that I'm currently adding songs to, I have stuff from a, I can't remember what country is actually from, I think Nigeria. Um, this like Nigerian <laughs> funk and soul R&B stuff. <laughs> and it's just these eight to nine minute, like self-indulgent, like I don't even, he, he plays like eight different instruments on it. Synth, yeah. all these, all this different kind of stuff is going on. And I guess I just, for whatever reason, I just like being able to listen to something for 10 minutes straight without it really changing, uh, changing energy. But yeah, I guess like there's really no one specific thing I kind of listen to. Like it can come from commercials, m- movies. I'm always just sh- sh- shazamming things. Mm-hmm. Um, You're such a shazam guy. Yeah, I went through it recently and I think I've done like <laughs> 2000 over the years. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're like the only person that's still using Shazam just keeping so. that app alive. Dude, I used yeah. to use um Soundhound a lot, which is essentially the same. And fuck, man. Like I have I definitely have like probably a couple hundred on here, but Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> 2000. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this the I would say this past year, the one thing that has kind of caught my attention the most is this Turkish funk band called Alton Alton Goon. Nice. Um, we all know, know, know and love them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about in their songs whatsoever. And I'm, <laughs> and let's keep it that and way. Let's keep it that way. Exactly. <laughs> I, they, I think they're like Turkish folk songs that they have like modernized basically, but very groovy. And I heard them through uh, one of my coworkers at this uh, job I used to work at where Everyone was just very musically inclined. We we built uh, record consoles, and so they were all just kind of audiophiles. Mm-hmm. And the uh, whatever they'd be playing in the in the wood shop, I, I basically just had my phone listening all day because they were just playing great stuff. And that's where I found them. But yeah, dude, off the wall stuff, and then also, you know, more mainstream, I I suppose. But there's that. Also, your mainstream Turkish folk too, as well. Yeah, exactly. not just the underground stuff. Yeah. And uh yeah, I guess that kind of sums it up. I mean, I feel like I remember you playing some like Vietnamese like jazz or something like that last time I saw you. <laughs> jazz. <laughs> jazz. Some of your classic Vietnamese jazz. It was uh yeah, it was Thai jazz. Thai uh, jazz. My, <laughs> my, fuck you. Yeah. It was Thai <laughs> jazz. Uh listen. I am not racist. <laughs> it all sounds the same to me. You know, I can't tell it apart. <laughs> My uh, my buddy showed me that song, and I was like, "This is awesome!" And before he could even before I could even ask him if there was anything else like it, he's like, "Don't don't even bother looking into it." I went on like a two hour deep dive trying to find stuff that hit the same way, and none of it did. So it's like the kind of like for the entire genre, basically <laughs> the one hit wonder. <laughs> that is the cream of the crop of Thai yeah. jazz. Yep. Hell, do you remember what it was called? It is for the listeners, not for Jake. Not for me. It's called Asking for a Soul Lamb Plern. That's totally what it was. Cool. Yeah. Fetch them thong band or something like that. It sounds like a lot of times when I'm listening to music, I'll kind of imagine it and kind of imagine what kind of movie scene it would be in a little bit. Mm. And this uh 
this Thai jazz song seems like it would be to the opening of some like heist movie where they're introducing all of the characters and they like pop up on screen and it'd be a freeze frame. And it'd yeah. Be, like, and their name shoots in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what they do. I love it. Did you guys ever hear about how like there's a bunch of Thai restaurants? All I've, I love Thai restaurants. States. Yeah. I've, how, I like, have heard a... about those. That's crazy, Dylan. <laughs> No, but how it's like a form, it was like a form of like soft power or something that the Thai government, like they Mm. basically just like try to make as good of food as possible. And they're like, ah, we're going to take over. And, but now I'm thinking about Thai music, maybe same thing. They're like, we're just going to have one song, like one song that everyone, Mm -hmm. the ace is going to make a case for on this podcast. Ace is trying to get people to listen to. I remember seeing something going back to Vietnamese. I remember hearing about this, I think it was a documentary on, and I wish I could remember the name, but it was this, this Vietnamese guy who came over here and just opened up like hundreds of donut shops because it was a way to like bring people uh, like into the States. They could work there. Donuts are really easy to make, really cheap. And he just became like the donut king or something like that. And just like thousands of Vietnamese operated donut, donut shops. Yeah. I, I think to, to that point, um, this is internet, you know, Reddit snippets. So who knows if this is true, but I think the Thai government in an effort to like get people to take notice of their culture slash want to visit them, they cut like very favorable loans to people wanting to go to the States and open up a Thai restaurant or something like mm. that. We're, yeah, we have seen the same YouTube video. Now, yeah. I I heard that they had these, these fun um, lady boys that you could uh spend time with that's just what i've heard um but i thought that was an initiative that they were you know leading the charge it's, with it's all a part of it jake okay you just really have to immerse yourself in the culture okay i'll do that while i'm listening <clears throat> to some thai jazz as well <laughs> eating some thai say- food <laughs> eating a thai lady boy imagine <laughs> Imagine someone that listens to Thai jazz, but then also enjoys the Beatles. That oh is the my true God. Pump, duality. Hold on, man. Is that even possible? Is this Thanks. allowed? Is it allowed? Is this allowed? I hope it is. Because that's what I do. <laughs> uh oh, sue me. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the album that you wanted to talk about today? Because I have not listened. Good. You have not listened. No. Yeah, no, Dylan doesn't listen. do his homework. <laughs> uh, he's, he's a bad boy. The album is Rubber Soul by the Beatles. Oh! One of the best albums. In our text, in our text thread, what did Jake say? Probably my something something Beatles to the album. same extent. It is, dude. Oh, one of my favorite. It's tough to... It's it's like tied for number one, probably. I love this album, though. I was so excited that you picked it. <laughs> Didn't expect it, but made my day. But, what were you expecting, Jake? Um, I was expecting, DJ? yeah, something from... Mm, like beirut area (laughs) (laughs) trying to think of a country (laughs) yeah you know something like that but yeah tell us why why rubber soul why was this i'm guessing maybe it had something to do with your dad and based on what you said earlier but why was this the one that you chose it definitely has to do with my dad but not because he turned me on to this album when uh when he'd be playing the Beatles in the car, it'd be a lot of their more uh, poppy hits, probably because because he's a fake you know, fan and he's, he's not fan. an actual exactly. Beatles fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
exactly. He, um, I don't know, like a six-year-old probably can't really find enjoyment out of some of their more, you know, morose and somber um, outputs, I suppose. But, mm-hmm. um, and I guess I, for the for a really long time, kind of only knew the Beatles as their early boy band versions of themselves. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then you got to know the acid beetles. Yeah, the acid, the <laughs> brain melted. Yeah, post India beetles. Yeah, yeah, with their third eye open. Um, yeah, in in college, I had this group of friends one oh. summer that uh, oh, changed my life forever. Changed my life life forever. We had a playlist going. And there was a few of the Rubber Soul songs on there, and we just listened to that playlist all summer while we were, like, after summer classes and our jobs were done, we would just be, you know, basically drinking until we passed out at, like, three in the morning and the Beatles yes. were playing in the background. Yes. Um, for parts of it. And as one does. As one does. Exactly. And I, uh, yeah, it just started growing on me, and it really opened me up to the rest of what the Beatles had to offer. And this one really stuck out to me. Yeah. Good shit. Were you guys, Jake, you're a big Beatles guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Big time. Like always were. Mm-hmm. That's like my, was... my like getting into music was largely started with the Beatles. And just like parents, like how, where, where exactly did that start? Cause like my dad, that was one of the bands that like, I don't know if my dad was just a part of that. Like, I don't know if there really is like a ton of like Beatles, you know, some people hate them. Or, yeah. For me, really? well, yeah, some people hate the Beatles. I can't stand them. They think they're just like overplayed. Because um, I think my dad was always like, ah, like my sister, my older sister always really liked the Beatles. Like, but I think my dad kind of like saw them as like more boy bandish, and then uh, okay, like, Led Zeppelin was more his speed. Yeah, well, they're very different. But um, yeah. for me, it was a uh, friend of the show, Tommy, who I've hey, talked. Just to. found this band called the Beatles. They're actually available on Apple iTunes. Turns uh, out they're pretty good. No, actually, this was back in the day when you couldn't get them um, mm-hmm. on iTunes because that was that's, that I was only that a more being recent a big thing. deal when it was like yeah they when bought, it became possible like seeing a billboard in Miami. Apple bought their entire catalog um, or the rights or something, but yeah. So Tommy, um, his dad had all the Beatles albums. So like going back to like burning CDs and shit, like Tommy would like give me some of their albums. I would load them up to my computer and then just listen to them like endlessly. Like when I, I, I feel like I've talked about it before, but like one of the things we used to do is cause we both knew like all of their songs. We would just do it. We would quiz each other going through the entire catalog shuffled and like, all right, what's this song? What's this song? And you know, do name it as quick as you can. Sounds like a riveting time. Jake. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for just like sorry for opening up about my past. I've uh yeah, Tommy and I have uh he's a huge Beatles fan. Yeah. He he as soon as he hears someone reference them or they uh share a a liking of them, he will he will dive in for sure. He's done that with me. Yeah. But back to Rubber Soul. Dylan, I want I wanna know your thoughts about it. As yeah, someone so, who I don't know how how do you listen to the Beatles much? No, so like that's the thing is I never my dad never really like got me into the Beatles and so therefore most of my like Beatles knowledge is just any of the big hits or like I don't know more poppy songs that you would have just heard in commercials and in movies and mm-hmm. I don't know everyday life but um <clears throat> it was funny because like 
Ace, when you had mentioned that this is what you wanted to rock with, uh, then I think I listened first time through on Monday. We're recording here on Tuesday night. Monday morning, just like had it playing as I was getting ready to go uh, sub at school. And Get smacked it's funny because like, I think I got five or six songs in before then getting into my car. And like once I got in my car, it's funny how like... <laughs> Well, one, how big of a difference it makes when you have really good fucking speakers and like you can just hear everything. Damn, dude, brag much? Then, Jeez. Well, no, as opposed to playing from your your phone, like in the kitchen, <laughs> yeah. but in the kitchen and in the shower. But then the other thing was, I think at that point in my life came on and I had heard that before. And it was one of those where it's like, ah, this is a universally good song. And then it was one of those where all of a sudden, like my ears were perked up for the remainder of the album versus like when i was first listening to to you know probably first four or five songs i was like ah you know the beatles like i don't know just just thinking like wow this is really 1965 and some of this seems so like innocent in comparison to a majority of the music that i listen to not to brag <laughs> i listen to rap but <laughs> that's scary but <laughs> but um just like everything being much more like lovey-dovey and then actually now it's like I ended up listening a second time through today on my drive home in the rain, which was quite pleasant. Um, but I was just doing like a little bit of a deep dive uh, on, you know, the album via Wikipedia. And just because my, my Beatles knowledge is just so, you know, I, it's just non-existent. Lacking. from. Yeah, it's just very much lacking. So then, I mean, I knew that they went through some sort of like LSD phase, but then just reading about how like anyone that's a big Beatles fan knows this as like kind of the start of like, hey, some of these guys in the band have done drugs. And like, you can kind of tell because <laughs> now the songs aren't just like boy and girl pop. Like, I love you oh. and I want to walk down the road holding <laughs> your hand. <laughs> yeah, like there's like some more innuendos in here. And like some of the songs tell a little bit like darker of a story, but... Yeah. It's not all like happy-go-lucky. I want to marry you. <laughs> Give you my love. But but yeah, I mean, definitely uh, like some bops. Michelle, like hearing that, I was like, ah, this is a good song. I think I've heard this one before. Um, Mama, the other ones in my life. I mean, those are the... The here the, the list that I have up in front of me only has 12 songs, but what I listened to was 14. And I know one of them right off the start was Drive My Car. Is that on your guys's when you listened to the album? Was it a 14? It's 14 tracks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And Google's really fucking me up right now because Drive My Car isn't on here in front of me. Damn, but Google. Baby, you can drive my car. Fun fact, different. I think different releases of the album had the songs in different orders. So I think the US release actually wasn't like in the same, <laughs> didn't have the same flow of songs. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Get, get ready for more, because <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna learn some stuff about this album together. Drive my car doesn't really seem like it belongs on this album. It's it's such a I I love the song. Like it's so fun and stupid, and the beep 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 yeah, it's just like but, <laughs> you know what it reminds me of is uh what is it the show tim robinson that we always joke about i think you should leave yeah are you a fan Ace? there's that little i Ace. i've seen a few episodes i really like what i've seen i need to i need to all right get good a little more. so you know how like 
in that show, there's the little transition clips that pop up for like three seconds between sketches. Mm-hmm. One of them is just baby, 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 whoa, baby, 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 baby. Hold on, hold on, Dylan. Can you turn baby. off? I think you should leave because I think we're picking up <laughs> it on on the audio. How good was that? <laughs> beep 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 beep. Yeah. <laughs> the other, hey, one of the other things that I picked up on, and then it was actually kind of nice, like reading this and being like, ah, maybe I do kind of know music. Cause I was like, at points I was like, Ooh, this reminds me a little bit of Bob Dylan. And then to find out that like, ah, there's some Bob Dylan influences in here. Huge. And then, um, <laughs> the other thing was some of the background vocals, like I could just envision, you know, cause they're, they're like so clear, like just some of the background singers and, but then, then I could like envision in my head exactly that moment in the recording studio. But then to read afterwards that like, ah, uh, yes, they were becoming much more entranced with like recording songs as opposed to just like live performances. Mm-hmm. That's what I read. Yeah. It's like, you can tell me I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, this album, they got really into recording songs versus just uh, live performances, actually. <laughs> like, like basically using the recording studio in the space to its fullest, like versus mm-hmm. just like, ah, this is the song and we're going to just do it and perform it and be good. Yeah. I'll, uh, give my thoughts i like we said before like this is one of my favorites this is your favorite this is like this and i don't know it's tough it's tough to say help no no you fucking idiot sergeant something something this and let it be are probably my two favorites um obviously all the all the other ones are good but like you said like yeah this is really like the turning point in there's the shit of theirs that I like to listen to. Um, their first, you know, five albums, I could take or leave, honestly, but from Rubber Soul and onward, tons of bangers. But yeah, I mean, the first song for me, and I think talking about Drive My Car, it's really funny to have that transition then into Norwegian Wood because you have this song that almost feels like it could be on one of their previous albums because it's very just like, I don't know, like janky and clangy. And I really enjoy it. The bass line and the piano that come in during the chorus um, are really fun. But to then go to then just like this like acoustic noodling paired with like the sitar. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but also like one of the first like mainstream introductions of the sitar to to music. A lot of people probably didn't even know what it was when this came out, but yeah, more like serious. Um, and it's just a guy complaining about, you know, cheating on his wife, <laughs> John Lennon, oddly enough, is kind of a piece of shit, uh, and was not a good husband. So he used to be. <laughs> he used to be. He's not anything anymore, but <laughs> the man wasn't the best guy. Not, not quite a role model for everybody, but yeah, to just write a song about like, I'm having an affair and I don't want my wife to know about it. <laughs> it's, pretty ballsy you gotta respect the guy for it. you know that's that's king shit right there as we say in the biz imagine him and his wife listen to that song and she's like what the fuck is this what's this about (laughs) oh it's one of the other guys yeah Yeah. you know paul's idea um and yeah i mean just like the ones to me that stick out um first two drive my car norwegian wood i love them uh nowhere man just the way that it's it just feels like such a sad song and it's not i don't i'm pretty sure it's not about anyone in the group per se but it just 
someone who's just like lost without any direction, but just like trying to help them out kind of just feels like, like a friend of yours who's down and out and you're trying your best to help them out. And I don't know, for me, the times where it's, uh, like, you know, I've, you know, gotten depressed and gone through it. It really rang true. I feel like to like stuff, stuff that I felt of just, you know, feeling alone and isolated and, um, having people there for you, but just not feeling connected to anybody. And to have this, like, like we said before, like to go from their albums before to then have a song like this on it, I think is so cool that they're like, Oh, you know, let's start making like stuff that's really saying something versus that. I love you. Bullshit. Which well, is bullshit. I think that's, it's just bullshit. I think that's one of the things that, that I had read was like, that song being nowhere man being like one of the first where it just wasn't it was like more third person like it was more open-ended more reflective versus mm-hmm. like me and my girlfriend or you know mm-hmm. something about a relationship it was just he's a real nowhere man yeah. talking about it could be it could be about anyone really yeah mm-hmm. that's kind of my take on the song as well like talking about just how each of us have phases where we're just listless and um I don't know. You called it sad. I definitely see that in it, but it also a little bit reassuring to just know that, you know, everyone, everyone has that. So just kind of don't, obviously don't want to be stuck Even in that Paul zone. Paul McCartney was a nowhere man. And look at, he made it. <laughs> Maybe that could be me one day on the big, the big screen, exactly. on the big stage. Pretty much the song is telling you that you also could be as big as the Beatles one day. I think that's the message. Yeah. Hang in there, kid. <laughs> I get sad sometimes, but I'm famous. So yeah. <laughs> It doesn't really matter. <clears throat> um, and then the other one that I really wanted to talk about, I'm looking through you. Um, another one of my favorites, only not my favorite on the album, but one of them. Um, I just think it's a, it's, it's written about Paul McCartney wrote it about him and his wife. Um, who I guess at the time, I think her name was, uh, Jane Asher. She was an up and coming, like movie actress. star actress. Yeah. And, it was their relationship just beginning to, I think, just be on the way out of, um, you know, the line. It's like, you don't look different, but you've changed. Um, just how they, they don't even know each other anymore, but you know, they, uh, something, uh, where am I going with this? I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Ah, it doesn't know her anymore. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to be one of those couples? But yeah, she just, she, she doesn't, it's not someone that uh, he recognizes anymore, which just a, a sad thought, you know, quite a bummer. I feel bad for Paul. One, a, one thing I'll add to as a casual listener that uh, knowing that the Beatles are goaded, yeah. but then also the really respect the fact that like all the songs roughly about like two to three minutes mm-hmm. or shorter. And a, and a really good case of like more is more better is better. Like it just felt like they, the, they, t- they made the most of say a two and a half minute song. Like it didn't, it never felt like a second was wasted. If that makes sense. Or like there's a lot of times, you know, say there's like a five minute song and it's just like a lot of dead space or I don't know, just on other albums that we've listened to ace. Thanks man. You did a good job. You picked one that was <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, to the point. The whole album is only like 35 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's an quick. easy, easy fucking listen for sure. And you would listen to it. What? four times through by the time you finally fell asleep after your 30th beer of <laughs> being a nowhere man in Eugene, Oregon after 
day of summer school. Yeah, basically. The uh, um, I'd also listen to it a bunch on the uh, on the walk home. I lived about twenty blocks from campus in college, so some drunken walks home where I'm just very contemplative, and I've got uh, John and Paul in my ears and all of that. John and Paul and Ringo and George. Oh, you know. I got me buddies with me. <laughs> um, is that? Did you cover everything you were you were thinking about with the album? Um, yeah, almost. I, I guess the last one for me, and it's it's one of my favorite Beatles songs. It's probably like top ten for me uh, in my life, which Dylan referenced. But it's just holy fuck, like. The feelings of nostalgia that it brings up are just crazy. It, it, it pretty much immediately, you know, it's just the the slow guitar, um, the just just what he talks about um, places I remember. You know, some are gone, and you know, it's just a song about friends and lovers in the past that maybe they're in your life anymore. Um, and yeah, it's just like listening to it. Every time I listen to it, I just get this like feeling in the pit of my stomach. Like I feel like I tend to be a very like nostalgic person. Um, or it like it, re- it always really hits me really hard. Um, nostalgia in like a good and bad way. Um, happy and sad. So like, yeah, this song, if, if I was to really just sit and do nothing and just listen, like makes me, it makes me, it makes me feel things, feel emotions. I've already got a special surprise for everyone for the very end of this episode, but this song, whenever I hear it, first time I ever heard it was Alex Maloney singing it amongst, I think, a friend of ours, Chris DeSantish, Jordan Garfine, a couple others at our sixth grade graduation, (laughs) which is fucking awesome. Just them belting this in front of everyone's parents like i mean probably dressed all nice but <clears throat> just such a beautiful song and then to think that now like looking back like then singing this about like our elementary school <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time i mean there still is like i feel like there is still um you know when you see someone from <sighs> solana pacific uh jake where'd you go sage canyon sage Sage Canyon, like Ace, where'd you, know, you go? Those are, the, those are the people he came up with, you know. Just like, would you say, Jake? Like, where'd you go to elementary school? What elementary school did you go to? Uh, this elementary school called Palm Crest. So you know, you know, whenever you run into you those Palm Crest homies. Yeah, dude, I actually just went to one of their weddings the other. The other no time. way. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Knew this guy since the first grade. Doesn't say. like the Beatles though. Bitch. Mm. Well, yeah. I hope he doesn't Don't listen. Don't know why I went. <laughs> Asshole. Yeah. What do we even talk about if we don't <laughs> both like the Beatles? Not much. That's for sure. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. I I struggle to do this with Dylan because he doesn't listen to enough of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for someone that's like myself, right? Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul. Where... I hardly know her. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. The. <laughs> Like how the the Beatles discography, like how would we kind of like power rank or? Uh, it's so subjective. I feel like. Oh, you think so? Uh, you think music is subjective? subjective? Um, Since, yeah. I don't know. Like if if we're talking about yeah, like kind of the way that all of them are viewed. Um, a lot of people say that Sgt. Pepper is the best thing they put out, or the White Album. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So those are probably going to be at the top. And then let it be Abbey Road. I don't, yeah, it's, it's hard to say, man. It's tough. Different people are going to say different things. So I don't know, Ace, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, there's a special place in my heart for their really early stuff just because I have so many fond memories of listening to those mm-hmm. uh, with my dad. Um, but yeah, once again, as I, as I grew older and started to dig into some of their later stuff, I, a lot of their stuff is really weird at the same time. <laughs> like they do some weird stuff. And as I mentioned before, I'm down, you know, for just kind of off the wall. This guy's down to clown and stuff. Yeah. Um, but at what point does it get, it gets weird after this for the most part, right? Cause I feel like most of what's on rubber soul is like pretty straightforward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the departure to like more, I don't know, artistic and breaking the mold and pushing the envelope. Like a day in the life is one of my favorite Beatles songs. And that song is like, I I don't even, I don't even, I don't know what that song is really about. Like every time I listen to it, I think I kind of have a grasp on it, but it also, it just, you know, goes through such a transition throughout it that I love how, bizarre it is in some phases and then you know like you mentioned earlier with their them getting becoming kind of obsessed with recording songs they were also just kind of throwing shit in there i think um towards the end and just seeing what stuck and a lot of their albums the deluxe editions you have um kind of these extended cuts that just have like bizarre you know commotion sounds in the recording studio. I love all of that. So yeah, like Jake said, it's just subjective. Um, it's hard for me to power rank them, but um, I don't really have any that I guess a good way to put it that I won't listen to, I suppose True. All on the table for me. I think that's fair. Even their earlier shit. I didn't mean to like trash on it. I'll still, you know, I still know and love them, but you know, these, these later ones are definitely, I think more fun to listen to. But mm-hmm. there's still there's still good ones on the on the first several, that's for sure. Yeah. Cause one of the things that I had read too is like and even looking at their discography, Help came out in nineteen sixty five and it was like once they got done with their tour, then all of a sudden they came back and like had to push out rubber soul within like a few months in order to have it out by like Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> I and think they wrote the whole like album that was, like a month or something like that. And I think that they were saying like started the uh, part of like the start of the division within you know like the band members like formed from you know like having to crank down and like crank out so much music oh, really i didn't know crank that. down they had to crank they had to crank out songs they were just yeah, cranking cranking off in front of each other their output in the span of seven years is insane it's actually fucking crazy yeah yeah one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen EPs in seven years. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why they didn't stay together and had issues. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, it's almost two albums a year. What the fuck? And they're touring and, uh. There's some, there's some good, uh, documentaries on the Beatles. Uh, one of them specifically. I mean, eventually they stopped touring. Yeah. Um, um, they were just fucking over it big time. 
There's the famous like story about how I don't know where they were playing, but they couldn't even hear themselves play because it was literally just screaming the entire screaming time. Girls, yeah. Screaming yeah. girls. I don't know screaming how. Girls. I don't know how they didn't. I don't know how some of these mu- musicians in general don't go deaf, but them back then, they were playing in these baseball stadiums with the speakers like next to them, next to them, just yeah. blasting them. They couldn't hear each other. I think Ringo said he was just watching the back of Paul's head. Um, trying to stay, you know, on uh, on like beat. in line with the song and every on beat and everything. Um, yeah, and I think they left that one particular concert. It might have been at Shea Stadium. I or think so. Something, or something like that. I set some sort of record at Shea Stadium. I remember that being a little blurb. Yeah, a blurb. And blurb. George Harrison. Basically, they got in the car and they, he was just like, "I'm fu- I'm done. I'm fucking done. Well, I'm done, mate." Yep. So who is your favorite, like, of the, the members who, I mean, you guys are the real fans. Probably George. Isn't this, isn't this what us Beatles fans we do, right? Yes, Dylan, this oh, is what we man. do. Yesterday I was such a George Harrison You're being, you're being quite the Ringo right Paul now. Huh? You're being quite a Ringo right now. <laughs> I figured. That's a big insult. Uh, I, I don't Why know. Why is that? He just gets shit on. Yeah, he does there's get a, shit on. There's a quote. He's just, a quote he's from a um, lucky drummer in the back. I think it was, I don't know who it was, but someone was talking about like, oh, do you think Ringo's like the best drummer in the world? And I think their answer is like, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> you know, shitting on each other. Yeah. Did you, we didn't really go to you for like, what are some of your favorite songs on the album, Ace? Anything that you want to chat about? Yeah. I think the one I listen to the most on the album is Norwegian Wood. I just Good love song. the sitar in it. Here's that, you know. And I've always said I can yeah. give you some Norwegian Wood. <laughs> so. I didn't know this. This is a little tangent, but apparently Norwegian Wood is actually like world famous. Like there's books on how to properly <laughs> store it and everything like that. And I don't know why um, this not song is named that. You would think I didn't know it was that popular. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as you guys said, yeah, the album is definitely like a noticeable transition from their earlier stuff. Um, yeah, their earlier stuff was much more of like "I love you," but also kind of like "I will do anything for you." <laughs> This is some classic simp behavior that we're experiencing. I will have your daughter home by 8.30 precisely. <laughs> yes, <sir>. yeah. <laughs> she calls me daddy now. <laughs> I wear a rubber sole shoe. Ooh, rubber sole condoms. Yeah, maybe that's where they got it from. <laughs> yeah. Actually, finish yeah, what you're saying because I, I, there's there's like story about like some... where the album name came from. But... Ah. And I, I read two two different stories, so I'm curious what, the, what uh, you read <clears> or what you know. Uh, but this album, I would say like one of the main kind of themes with it is just frustration with in, uh, in relationships and, um, many of the songs that talk about relationships don't, it's always from the, the person who's it's coming from is frustrated with their partner and their partner's kind of in the wrong, Mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, that's like, let's take some onus fellas. It's on us. Coach is right. <laughs> Pay attention. Um, I'm trying to, trying to remember which songs really stick out to me. Um, 
Well, I I think like two of the songs that I think are like that um it kind of like wait and if I needed someone um cuz wait wait maybe not as much cuz that's just saying like please wait for me like I'll I promise it'll be worth it um but if I needed someone is kind of eh actually I'm a big dumb idiot that's kind of more so just about what could have been the um think for yourself it that one really stuck out to me it kind of seems like a person is uh like done with a relationship but that is the song is a big middle finger yeah but hasn't really expressed it and is just saying like you can do whatever the fuck you want i'm out of here regardless Mm -hmm. um and you won't see me that person's frustrated um and yeah kind of the the other person in the relationship is is the bad guy in a lot of these in a lot of these songs so it sounds like the beatles went through uh some heartbreak before they got to to writing Mm -hmm. these songs yeah i love i love think for yourself um for the reasons you talked about um but there's this one line where it's it's basically saying like cut off again oh can you hear me oh no ace Ace. no Ace is the place where the help hardware. Uh oh. Can you hear us? Yeah. What Are we back? Uh, what's going on here? Are we back? Jake was just saying, think for yourself. Uh can you hear us? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um we'll we'll get this in while we can. Um I just like how it's basically saying like it's not too late for you to turn around your life around and change things, but I'm not gonna be there to see it. Like we are done. I'm I'm over this. Goodbye. And you're saying that um for uh which song sorry for think for yourself mm, yeah, yeah 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 yes 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 um some of my other favorites uh is michelle i just think it's a beautiful song and there's some french in there exactly again don't the, don't care the, what these people are talking about when i can't want me to tell you i'll tell you what they're saying the it's literally just the same line as before but just in french i was thinking that <laughs> on this listening i was like i wonder if that's what it is but. michelle my bell these are words that go together well and then he's literally just saying that yeah, again yeah yeah i uh my aunt's name is michelle and during her wedding my dad uh saying that to her and Hell yeah. i've been asking for video evidence but i had nothing nothing surfaced so mm. someday it's the ultimate like if you're with a michelle like you have to you have to yeah my uh, my dumb brain when I first listened, and I hear "I love you, I love you, I love you." Well, my mind went immediately to Elf. Oh. <laughs> I love you, I love you, I love you. I've never me. made that connection, and now I'm gonna. That's I, what I'm gonna think about we, every single time now. Thank you. For this that. is why we can't have anything nice. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, and back to you. Kind of mentioned the um. I can't remember what two songs Jake you said this about, but kind of uh, the transition from one to the next with their oh it was at the beginning was, uh, drive my car to Norwegian yeah, wood is yeah, that what it was yeah. um, something that beginning? we have Norwegian wood and then like three two two songs about being frustrated with nowhere man in the middle and then God you're good we can st- we can still hear you you guys hear me. Yeah. Yeah, and I can see you. Oh shit. Uh oh. Is that it's is it me that's popping out? Uh, I think so, but we can we've been able to hear you. Oh interesting. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. On my end it says Dylan's leaving, so 
Yeah. I, I don't know. No, I'm here. Who I'm needs here. him? I'm here. Um, here. But anyway, Think for Yourself is like a, a guy that, like I said, is done with his relationship and just probably wants to um, just do away with the, the notion of love. And then the very next song after that is the word and is basically saying like, love is the answer. <laughs> just like love everybody love everybody it's it makes everything all the books better that you read good or bad um so you know the beatles don't give like don't give themselves fully up to the kind of crap or like coarse and like um negative outlook on things throughout the entire album there's still some really you know hopeful messaging throughout it and i'd say um, even though Norwegian Wood, I listen to the most on the album. Um, Girl is another one of my favorites, and I think it is probably, I don't know, it could be my favorite one on the album. Damn. Um, that third verse is some of my favorite songwriting out there. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's really good wordplay and talk about like a way more, um, you know, not dark, but just the messaging of that verse versus all the lovey-dovey stuff in their previous albums. You're like, you're listening to that for the first time as, you know, a fan of the Beatles throughout their come up. You're mm-hmm. like, whoa, that's going to, that's way different. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah. So that, that part really, really sticks out to me. But that whole song seems. And let's, let's just take a moment. I mean, ladies. If you put your man down when his friends are there, not cool. Not, not, cool. not cool whatsoever. Not this this cool. woman's bad news. Dude, she and is she is manipulative as fuck. <laughs> Literally. Cool. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna leave you. No, don't please. I I love you, I swear. It's a funny it's kind of a funny song. But it's just like <laughs> this chicken just knows she can just walk all over him. But I do like the ending too, where it's kind of just like or saying that um uh, it kind of seems like she needs him too a little bit, you know. As, as much as she is has like the like power in the relationship, you know, it's there's a reason why they are together and why she wants to be with him. I don't know if the Beatles knew of this word in its 2022 context back then, but you might be able to call it toxic. Um, that's a bit toxic. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Speaking of toxic too, what goes on? Which Ringo Starr's first uh, songwriting credit with the Beatles. Uh, don't like it. If I'm going to be honest, it's my least favorite song on the album. Yeah. Um, and, uh, to talk about 22, 2022 lingo, Ringo, good rhyme coming off as a bit of an incel. I'm not going to lie there, bud. Um, talking about how he's like this girl and, oh, it's, it's so easy for a girl like you to lie. And it's just like, I was kind of, I was looking at it in the context of today and just someone basically complaining about thinking they have a shot with this, with a girl that they talked to or said hi to and chatted with for two minutes. Um, but just like, oh, but she doesn't love me and she's with other people. How is she doing this? You know? I, uh, anytime Ringo makes an appearance, I like it. Even, even <laughs> oh, if yeah? it's just a ridiculous song, like Octopus Garden. That's a good song. I love that song. Yeah, that song is, puts me in a good mood all the time. But I see what you mean for sure. Yeah, he pops in and he's just like, yeah, I got someone to complain about. Let me write this song. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't know. For me, yeah, I could take it or leave it. 
but it's uh <laughs> it's pretty cringe dude bye dylan yeah see you dude <laughs> um let's see what else i got here what else what else what else, what else, what else? run for your life yeah that song I... is one of the best examples of music where it's like oh this is a fun song until mm-hmm. you actually pay attention to it it's like oh my god this this is fucked up <laughs> yeah it's like all of these people that they were that they're um singing about in these other songs led them to this <laughs> they're just like they get in another relationship and they're like just to let you know I've been hurt, and I'm fucking crazy now. I am fucking batshit. I'm going to let you know, <laughs> if you leave me, I will fucking kill you. You need to do your best to run away and hide, or you will not be safe. Yeah. I know, the uh, with their kind of, like, the duality of being um, frustrated with their relationships, but also having some of their um, more hopeful messaging, the ending two songs um, on this album, like, basically... The way I saw it upon this most recent re-listening is like the two endings, I suppose, of the, <laughs> of the like, if I needed someone talking about, um, you know, wanting someone very deeply, then the other mm-hmm. one is just like, I have my own issues. Bitch, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I wrote one of my notes, just wow, the Beatles are edgelords. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> such like a where the hell is this coming from it is such yeah. a weird it's such a weird song to end the album on too mm-hmm. um it makes sense like what, you, what you're saying you know a lot of it is about frustration with relationships but if it's 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 also just a very sudden end you know there's not much of a outro you know slowly coming to a close it kind of just like boop. and i was like oh wow uh the album is starting again holy shit <laughs> that's it del sight Side A and side B, fellas. Imagine that. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine a world where you have to basically prioritize? Like, damn, we need this second side to be a bop. We needed to come out hot when they turn over their fucking record and B sides, baby. B side, baby. And Ace, you used to work at a record shop, yeah? Not so much a record, record shop. Uh, I worked at a place that made record consoles and uh so i was around records a lot and we were playing them all day but uh we didn't sell records just the things the massive consoles that uh played them all the yuppies are buying in brooklyn now (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if a uh these things were massive i don't know if anybody living in uh, new york could fit these in one of their apartments apartments or flats get it up those narrow staircases yeah they're they're as big as uh um small couch so they were the real deal things sounded incredible on them i bet i've always wanted to get in just buy just a fucking insane sound setup something like that yeah one day you could you could drop a lot of money on it very easily very very easily for sure yeah these things the speakers were all like custom custom built or like designed um even the like even the electronics of them and if you sat in front of them and turned this fucker up all the way you could just feel it hitting your chest it was, uh, it was a very cool product feel it in my plums feel it, feel it in my plums the juices <laughs> i told young gabriel to watch let the boy watch. let the boy let watch the boy watch oh well 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 it's about that time 
where we, that we get into give this the real part of the show. Dylan, let me fucking speak. Fucking hell, man. Okay. This is going to be the beginning of our breakup. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that we're going to give it a rating. <laughs> Jesus. No, first we got to get into, into Dylan's favorite part. Mm-hmm. You take this, actually. The question I what am I doing? With. I'm stomping all over you, man. I'm sorry. Hey, Ace. Yes. So you had mentioned that you loved listening to this on your walks back from a night out or just after a long day of summer school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crushing some cold ones with the boys. Naturally. What would you say is the ideal setting to listen to this album in? And you can be biased and say, man, take me back to 2017 when I was in Eugene. There's definitely a large part of me that wants to say that, but... um, Anything you want. Yeah, recency bias. Also, like a day like today, maybe not so stormy. I mean, it was dumping, rain. It was dumping. It was was pissing up here as well. I thought there were trucks driving by, and I look at my window, and the street is just... You know? (laughs) But uh, maybe a a foggy morning uh, with the dew on the grass. You're going to be outside listening to it. Mm. Um... Or I feel like the weather has to be cold. Maybe. Yeah. I like it. Um, so you'd be indoors. It, it, yeah, indoors, maybe in front of a fireplace. Um, going to have some sort of alcohol in front of you because you're going to be going through some emotions for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's how we handle things. Yeah. <laughs> mom. You better, hey, mom. you better have a woman to chase right for the end of it. Yeah, it's got to be no more... No more than 20 minutes after your most recent breakup that you toss this album on. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but Fair. somewhere around there. I like it. I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm going to kind of second yours. I think like an early morning sun's coming up. Maybe you start going on a walk pre-sunrise and then you need to time it. Where Nowhere Man comes on right as the sun is starting to come up. I feel like that would pair uh, very nicely, you know? That's a good pairing right there. I concur, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm envisioning myself, like, walking for, like, some coffee just down the street. Nice nice little jaunt in the morning. Mm-hmm. You're just and, looking, uh, looking at all the people. These guys don't know how introspective yeah. I am. I'm looking through <laughs> you. You guys don't know how goddamn sad I am in this moment. <laughs> You don't know how much I hate love, but also how much I love love. <laughs> I'm all over the place. It's the word. It's the only word. <laughs> I can't control my goddamn emotions. Now, Jake, you have a question for Ace. I do. Or I mean, it's not even really a question. I mean, it's just maybe the first question is, Ace, do you oh, know what the rating voice. system is or can what it looks you? like? Uh-oh. Can you hear us? Oh, shit. Can you hear me now? I can. I can hear you, Jake, Dylan. Can you hear me now? Not yet. Mm-hmm. There we go. I just haven't said anything. So okay. He was keeping quiet. I was keeping. I was just keeping quiet. Yeah, I know my place. So I have just sent our rating scale uh, into that into the little group chat we have. Uh, That's the, a kick in the teeth. The top half is good. The bottom half is bad. Um, and for those of you that aren't aware of it, I will go through the list momentarily. But Ace, you're gonna. <laughs> You're going to string together any combination of these words you want. You can p- please give us new adjectives to add to this list. It's a growing list. We always want to add more to it. But for those of you who don't know, 
uh, our rating system is for good ratings. We have bump slaps, bangs, goes hard, groovy, tight, the shit, lit, vibes, euphoric, smooth, and rocks. And bad, we have weak, trash, shit, I mid, whack, bogus, ass. So with that being said, you got you got one yet? Is there anything off the top of your dome that you're feeling? So I'm. We don't help me. Understand. It's it's not a number rating scale. You're yeah. gonna use these. You could do like a like a a lit slap. I see. If that makes sense, combine them. Just use one. Introduce your own. Make it your own. Have fun with it. That's the biggest thing that we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um. We can stall if you need. I would say. Pro- this is, you know, kind of a boring answer, but just vibes. Okay. A little bit. Straight vibes. Just straight okay. vibes. Um, obviously, some of the, uh, I don't know this for a fact, but some of the other people that use vibes on for this uh, rating scale on other albums, it might sound very different. But, uh, yeah, just thinking back to when I was listening to this uh, on the regular, put me, uh, I was definitely vibing back then. Hell yeah. Yeah. But you're not vibing now? Why is that? <laughs> Why won't you vibe with me? Okay, well, my um, <laughs> I'm going to raise your vibes with uh, just a little, a little tight classic. Whoa. I'm going to say tight in the sense that, hey, it was tight that I got a chance to classic. like finally having a real reason to check out the Beatles, but then also tight because it's only, what, 35 minutes and all these songs are just like tight and just jam-packed with fucking instrumentation and <laughs> background vocals and whatnot. Um, and then classic just in that, hey, it's the Beatles, baby. These guys are goaded for a reason, and uh, I finally got a chance to learn why, sort of. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I I have I have Jeez, I have new words. Home. This oh, no. is a lovely slick vibe. I'm gonna also go with aces. Bo lovely, because it just is, and it talks a lot about it. It fucking flows slick. through. Before you know it, you already listened to the whole album, and I also agree that it is a vibe. Vibe check. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. So this this rating system, it's fun, right? You like it, right? Confused at first, yes. but I think it uh, forces people to uh, think outside the box. Be think, different. Think outside the box a little bit as I picked a, a singular word from the from the rating scale. Yeah. I read into this. <laughs> forces yeah, you, it forces subject. you to really push yourself and uh, <laughs> yeah. read a word. <laughs> well, here, Ace, we have reached the very, very, very end of this episode. If this, this was an album, you'd call it the outro. <laughs> this is the point here where we say, thank you for coming on. You did great. You were a great guest. We wanted to get you for a while. We finally got you. Kinda. Yeah, we finally got you. We got you in our meaty claws. Just waiting for the call. And I'm so stoked to hear your audio because I'm expecting it to be crisp as a as a fall apple. Yeah. With that, with that snow globe mic. Mr. has his own audio set up because he has his own YouTube channel. Oh. Maybe you thought we forgot about it. 
but we did it. Yeah, I Tell- thought this was all for not wasted my time here. I yeah, really to yeah, no, no, all for not. Yeah, please do tell it. What do you have a YouTube channel? What tell me about what? it? Uh, News to me. I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's Aces Case with an apostrophe S. Get that apostrophe in there, you won't find it. It will not show up. Uh, talk about video games mainly. Um, kind of video essays, thoughts on video games, uh, whether I like them, don't like them. Try not to be overly negative with those things because uh, I feel like the, I mean, in general, the commentary scene for any any medium is uh, rife with uh, complainers. Mm. Rife. The uh, the gamers though specifically seem to be quite a lovely group so try don't try not to contribute to that too much but yeah if you like video games check it out hell yeah well thank you man for coming on this was a good one give give us a plug give me like a little like and subscribe while i try and go uh snag a a final guest okay for the outro all righty uh everybody if you made it this far why don't you uh subscribe to the show give it a follow um, we don't post anything that you can like, but I hope you liked it. Um, as the saying goes, uh, tell your friends about it. Tell your family. Play it when you're at work, unprompted, out of your speakers. No headphones. Let everyone else enjoy the show as well. Unprompted. Uh, we have Dylan back now with our special yeah. guest. Oh, is this your special surprise that you were going to? Yeah, so Alex was asleep on the couch when I just went out there. It's uh, it's nine fifty. I woke him up. He looked so startled. I told him, I said, dude, 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 "Come on, you gotta come on, sing, sing, sing." It's gonna be the <gasps> outro, and he said, "No." He pulled the cover back over his face and said, "No, I'm so tired." So, so now Dylan has to sing. <laughs> Ready? Yep. And this will be rolling the credit, and we can just cut it at any point. Okay. There are places I'll remember. Hey, remember. Oh, I gotta... <laughs> oh, my life. Though some have changed. Some forever. Some forever not for better. We might get a copyright strike in theory if we were big enough to matter, but we can't actually sing it to the same it's beat of the song, so we have to change it so it's similar enough where people notice it, but we can't actually use the same beat they're using. And, and, and friends, remember to change the tempo also, or else <laughs> it's technically in illegal. My uh, in my life. Damn. I think Jake nailed it. I think we all nailed it. So with well, that... Put in the outro music. I love you both. I love you if you're listening to it. Have a good rest of your night and day. Later. See you guys. Thank you.